2: progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law
3: all right back here on one bills live on a friday 803 550 550 2550 the number to get on board is an obl fan friday mailbag any questions on the bills the league at large fire away we'll get to the tweet sheet in a second first we go to the phones and leading us off today is larry in williamsville what do you got for us larry on one bills live
4: Um, Three things, guys. Um, First of all, last year, uh, the following previous season, uh, Gabe Davis caught four consecutive uh, TDs, and then he also caught the first touchdown of this past season, and I never heard anything whether or not that was an NFL or Bill's record catching five consecutive touchdown passes, so I didn't know if you've heard something or would uh, look into that because I was curious about that. Secondly, concerning the new stadium, it um, kind of bothers me that they're changing the setup of the stadium to a north-south direction instead of the current east-west direction, and the reason I question that is in a north-south direction, the sun is going to be directly into the receiver's eyes when they're running north, looking back to the south. And that doesn't happen now in the current stadium. And I wondered if Ron Rakua or any of the people looking at the new stadium have even considered that, or they've gone over there with the receivers and thrown passes to see if the sun might affect the, the play of the game. And finally, I'm thinking that since each team every other year now gets a ninth home game I'm wondering if instead of just giving teams the ninth home game if the league might consider changing that to the team's record for the previous year so the teams with the 16 best records would then get the extra home game so in the last game of the season It's a division game. You might have more to play for because you might be able to get an extra home game because your record was in the top 16. That's it, guys.
3: All right. Thanks, Larry. Long list there. We'll try to get to each and every one of them. As for the Gabe Davis, whether that's a record or not, we'll have to check. Very often records are kept regular season and postseason, and they're separate. And what you're proposing would bridge those two things, postseason from the previous year to first game of the regular season the next year. So that might be a little tough to find, but we'll do some digging and see if we can't get an answer for you. Um, Second thing was regarding the stadium alignment.
0: Yes, they have done all those. They know exactly what it's going to look like, I would imagine. I would be shocked if they didn't put a lot of thought into the angle of the stadium.
3: And I think the other thing to consider, too, is – This is not going to be a stadium that's built half below ground as the lower bowl is in the existing stadium. This is going to be all above ground for the most part. And I think the outer shell of the stadium is going to be significantly higher. And we also know that 65% of the seats are going to be covered. So there's going to be a larger canopy, which would limit the amount of sunlight coming into the stadium as well. So Whether or not that's enough to keep the sun out of players' eyes, I'm not going to pretend to know that. But I would like to think that every T has been crossed and every I has been dotted. There is no perfect stadium out there, but I think they've done everything in their power to make sure it is as as close to that. As I
0: was reminded today, it doesn't matter anyway because the sun doesn't shine in Buffalo. That's right. We've got three sunny days in the last month. So there you go. I'm I'm teasing. Man, oh, man.
3: Um, The thing about the ninth home game and <laughs> I like know, it giving a reward for the ninth home game. It's interesting. I like it. I know that what the league has done to foster more competitive games at the end of the regular season is to cram division games down there at the end of the schedule. So you're usually jockeying for position in your division. You need to win those games instead of some of the throwaway games with players sitting starters resting when they have playoff seats locked up and the like, as we saw in recent years, prior to that schedule change. I suppose a reward system could help in that vein as well if you wanted to go that route. I'm not convinced the league would do that only because the schedule on the surface is rotational in nature and that ninth home game is also rotational. So knowing that more often than not it's conference-based in terms of who hosts and who's away... Because you're basically playing an interconference game for that ninth home game for the Bills. That'll be the Tampa game. Um, I, I don't know if they go there. I like the idea. I just don't know if they feel it's necessary.
0: Yeah, it'd be hard to get it done. I mean, there'd be nine teams at eight and nine or better in the AFC. Well, I see eight teams that are nine and eight or better, and there are eight teams that are nine and or eight or better in the nfc so it would be a line of demarcation this year the nine the nine win teams in both conferences would be the ones who get the extra home game
3: i think that the teams at the bottom would consider that a penalty and they would then say how are we expected to get better if we can't get that extra home game in the first place i i think there would be a
0: or there would incentive. be complaints on that, or there I would think. be more incentive to get better. Well,
3: right, but part
0: of getting better is
3: a perceived home field advantage. You know, it makes it easier to win a football game. Yeah. So
0: I, 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 I don't know. I, 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 don't, I don't hate know. the
3: idea. I just think it's a slippery slope, and I think
0: you'll get enough pushback where it wouldn't happen. I don't know. I like it. I, I do like it. I think it's great. It. You, it might get skewed some some years where the AFC has t- 10 teams and the NFC has six. I don't know. I, you'd have to go back and look at different years. I think
3: it complicates how to schedule everything, too, because um, next year it's the AFC getting the extra home game. Right? Don't they switch it by conference? That's how they do it. Um, right. So I, I don't think they want to muddy the waters even
0: more and make the schedule maker's job even harder. If uh, from last year, it would be teams that were, yeah, there were ten teams in the AFC that were nine wins or better, and there were eight teams in the NFC that were nine wins or better. So you'd have some tie breaking to do there. But yeah. that, it seems to be it'd be pretty pretty evenly split, at least in the last two or two years, um, twenty twenty, kind of the same thing. There's eight teams that have ten wins. And six teams that have ten wins in the AFC. Yeah, but NFC. I just, I th-
3: it's just not gonna fly because these other teams are gonna be like, so we because we're struggling right now and I don't have a franchise quarterback, I'm only gonna host eight home games the rest of my the rest of my days. Like what the hell? And I understand you say, Well, just get better then. Um I, I just I see too much pushback on it. It's just one game. Yeah. I, it's one game. I, I know what you're saying, Steve. Add some I think, incentive. I think there enough it,
0: teams it, complaining it, about it where it, it wouldn't. does give you a ch- it does give you some incentive. It, it widens the incentive. I don't debate the incentive. incentive. It, it widens them. the incentive at the end of the season when you got that that it means something. If even yeah. if it's not a even if you're not a playoff team, right? No. It could it conceivably could mean something. Yeah,
3: I I love the incentive. I That's do why too. I think I, it's a nice idea.
0: I think you need to incentivize winning. That's all there is to it, yeah. and that's just one more way to do it. I get it, and, I, and it do, And it is one place. It is kind of counterintuitive to what the NFL has always been. The good teams, they make it harder on the good teams, easier on the bad teams. Maybe we should do it the reverse, the worst teams.
3: Oh, now you have, they have people tanking to get an extra home game.
0: Right, exactly. That's the problem. That's right. Uh, so that's,
3: yeah, yeah. It's, it's a slippery slope. It's a slippery slope. I like the idea, though. Yeah, it was, I'm, I'm, it was it was it was creative. That's for sure. Yeah, definitely creative because I had not heard that before. So good on you. Uh, let's get back to the phones and we go to Jerry and Tonawanda next. What you got for us, Jerry?
0: Well, I'm just wondering if the running game in the NFL has become something in the past. Uh, over the last four or five years, it seems like not only the NFL but the Bills are a pass happy team, and and I was just wondering if that's. Uh, a portent of the future, or maybe it's just because they don't have any quality running backs anymore. Oh. So that's that's really what happened to the running game in the NFL. It's yeah, not, it's, yeah. it's obsolete. I, I don't. Want it's, to say already it. it's already happened. Uh, yes, we're already there. We're already there. The, every most of the team, most of the top teams in the league, throw it sixty percent of the time, and I mean, throw it sixty percent of the time and run at forty percent of the if time, if not more, if not more than that. So yes, you're right, um, Jerry. It's the running game is not is not as important as it once was the running back position has been devalued across the league Uh, teams are vilified for taking a guy in the first round these days Uh, if they do he better be really really good I mean really good and then teams are like the Giants are forced to build things around a running back and struggle with an okay quarterback so um, it's and Tennessee uh, with Derrick Henry. They are really good. They were the one seed just a year ago and they were one one game and done in the playoffs. They couldn't win a game in the playoffs. So the running game it has become and I think particularly at the level the NFL is now with the with with the quality of the defenses that are fielded the running game is not so much about being big physical nasty defense Big, huge guys, although obviously it's important, it's run fits. Uh, they do it technically. Guys are in the right spot at the right time. And there's just no place to run. It's hard to do unless you really have big, huge guys who can dominate. And those are hard to find. It's hard to put five of those guys on the field. Uh, so, yeah, the running game, It's it costs you too much to make it work consistently and really good. And if you spend your assets to get that done, you can't keep up on the scoreboard in too many games because the other team can sling it.
3: That's the main thing. The dawn of analytics proved definitively that passing the ball is far more efficient and caters more effectively to scoring more points and improving your win probability than a run play. It is significantly more efficient. Analytics prove that and the rest of the league followed. And that's why we are already there. So it's not something, Jerry, that just happened. It, we've already been there for the last five to eight years, and it's only going to get more and more that way One as the, more quarterbacks capable of running offenses and leading
0: offenses becomes more prevalent. There's a couple of things working on it, too, that, that made it get there. One, obviously, is the rules against how you can play defense skewed towards the so it gives guys more opportunities to run free in the secondary uh two pass rushing protecting the quarterbacks is another one of course Um, but three is the fact that back in the old days i mean you go back and look at joe namath steve grogan these guys in the 70s they'd take a snap and they just turn around and they just backpedal out of the Up from behind center, they just backpedal and start looking around, right? And they drop back and they, you know, sling. And the guys are running all the way down the field. And then Bill Walsh came into the into this equation and ran that West Coast offense, where Joe Montana would take three steps, three choreographed steps, turn, and boom, it's out. Jerry Rice catches it on a slant, catch and run. The run, the passing became short, accurate, quick release, hard to sack the guy, impossible to defend. Uh, You give receivers different routes on the same call. They could either run inside or outside depending on where the defender is. They just run away from the defender. Just say, get open. And that's really hard to defend. So it became more and more and more common for every quarterback to complete two-thirds of his passes. And when you do that on a three-down series, (laughs) it's a first down. So the game evolved very quickly. When you start getting quarterbacks, who can just, you know, they, they take that three-step drop or a five-step drop they hitch it and go. You know, you hitch it and you let it go. And the guy's turning away from a defender and the, it's yeah. easy throw. So, you know, all that stuff coupled together. And, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, but the, the running game is, a, is a adios.
3: Yeah. It'll always be there. There'll be fewer and fewer 1,000-yard rushers because there's going to be more and more committee backfields. We see it here in Buffalo. Uh, haven't had a 1,000-yard rusher in a while. We have to take a break, though. When we come back, more of your thoughts on the tweet sheet, questions from the OBL Friday fan mailbag next here on One Bills Live, presented by Collider Health. It's Buffalo Bills Radio.
2: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance.